grab a cup of joe and gather round the hay bale with your hosts alicia from country mama musings casey from ormsby farms casey from boots and bounty homestead lisa from yogi hollow farm and monica from bland's promised land ranch now here they are hey y'all hey Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Round the Hay Bale. I'm Alicia. I'm Casey. I'm Casey. I'm Lisa. And I'm Monica. Welcome back to the Hay Bale. Y'all, today's episode is exciting because we here at the Hay Bale would not be able to handle shooting live, responding, and thanking all of y'all in the chat and keeping us on track if it wasn't for our producing mods. Brenda and Scott are actually such a huge blessing to us and all of us here at the Hay Bale, and so we will be bringing them live and on camera today to join us, which is super exciting. But first, how did everyone's week go? So, uh, Lisa, how did your week? Go, Miss Lisa over Yoga Hello Farms. Should we drum good? roll? I can't do oh, it. You <laughs> forgot the turkeys. <laughs> thank you. Thank Yay. you. Oh my gosh. 1,000 yes. subscribers. Thank you so much, everybody, and all you guys in the chat and anyone who watches us on replay or listens to the podcast. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We were blown away yesterday and Wow, we've been working so hard for this since October of 2020. So really, really excited about this. And, you know, it's funny, a lot of, you know, you hear about a lot of YouTubers who are like, oh, well, we hit it. We're going to take a break. You know, it's like even last night while all this was going on, which I told you guys behind the screen, you know, I, I hadn't looked in a while because we were enjoying the day and my phone went nuts and I'm trying to edit a video and get stuff done. And I'm like, is the world coming to an end? What's going on? You know? And it was all of my wonderful YouTube friends and family messaging me, texting me and saying, take a look, take a look. And Oh my gosh, I couldn't even, it was so hard to get the video together, but it's like, you need to get it together because Monday's post day, you know? So, Lisa, for, for those who are listening on podcast, when this goes to podcast, can you explain to them what this big milestone is and why it's so important to you as a YouTuber? Because people on podcast may not be familiar. That's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, so in order to be monetized on YouTube, you need to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Um, last I checked, which was uh, yesterday morning, uh, we had 209 hours left to go, which is we'll get this week. Um, so we hit the subscribers, then we hit the watch hours, and we'll be monetized. So holy cow! It's like so hum. It was like so overwhelming and emotional. If that makes sense, it was like you're so humbled, yet you're so proud because you've worked so hard for it but you're so humbled that people would want to watch your journey. Um, And, you know, like I said earlier, and I don't think I addressed that point, you know, a lot of the times people say you want to take a break and I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm even more supercharged now to do what I need to do. Um, And I just, I'm loving it. I think we've, you know, also found our balance too, as, as YouTubers, because, you know, in the beginning you put so much effort into it that you exhaust yourself 
And I think now we've also found the balance. So I feel like we've really gotten into a great groove. So we're really excited for bringing things forward. And Ryan and I were talking about new animals this weekend. So pretty excited about that. So thank you so, so much. And Lisa, again, for those in the podcast, can you share with them and even people here on YouTube who may not be aware, how long did it take you to get this? Because I think people think this happens pretty quickly, but it's a labor of love and it's a process. How long did it take you to reach this big, huge, momentous milestone? Uh, I believe we put our first videos up in October of 2020. And then in November, we started posting twice a week. Uh, regularly. And so here we are last night, right? So it's, it's hard work. People think that, you know, oh, I post a video and there you go. Well, it's not like that. It's not. Um, I admit, I thought that in the beginning too. I thought, oh, this will be fun, you know, and don't get me wrong, still very fun. But I think that I never realized the amount of work that would go into it. Um, and now I do. And now I'm loving every minute of it. Which is, you know, all the more reason why it is such a momentous occasion for you and why we are all so happy for you. We know how much hard work you've put into this and we know how excited and happy you are. So congrats from all of us here at Round the Hay Bale. Everybody in the chat is congratulating you. And we are just extremely thrilled for you. And I know people listening in the podcast are going to be excited for you as well. So congrats, Lisa. Thank you yes, so much. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. It's been great following along on this journey together. And I know Eric, I'm sorry, I was going to say Erica, but Monica, <laughs> Monica <laughs> and Alicia, um, we have been connected since the very beginning. So it's pretty wild. And then Lady Boots and Casey, we've been connected along the way, but it's just really neat because I know Alicia and uh, Monica, we've been like chasing this for a while and talking about, you know, all the things that come along with it. So it's been a lot of fun. It's, really it's actually been a fun, it's been a fun journey. I know Lisa and I, we talk um, on the backside of all this and we're like, okay, we went up three. Oh, we went down five. Oh, we went up seven. Oh, we went down six. And it's, it's like, we're Sybil by the end of the week because YouTube um, analytics play with your mind a little bit. Sometimes you kind of do have to step away from that aspect of it. But it's funny because we've learned to embrace the oddity of it and make fun of it. And we chat back and forth and say, okay, Sybil, <laughs> we get a little crazy over it. But it's 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 something that you have to learn to embrace and find that balance. And I'm so happy that as time goes on, uh, I think all of us here are learning about that balance and being excited to hit numbers and milestones. Absolutely. What else did you, what else did you do this week, Lisa, besides this <laughs> wonderful thing? Well, I just want to say, because I know there's some new people in the chat, I just want to th say thank you again. I appreciate all of your support. This is an amazing community, and we couldn't have done it without you know all you guys. So thank you very much. Um, we took a, quite honestly, we had a, a very lazy but cool weekend, if that makes sense. We went to um, Nebraska, down to Shadron, um, and just, it was a beautiful day for a ride. And when you ride out of the mountains into the plains down there, it was 54 degrees, um, which was delightful. And it was a beautiful sunny day. Uh, enjoyed watching the antelope herds, got some things done, came back and did our live with Daz and Leanne at the Mennonite farmhouse. And then yesterday was the laid back day. We just went and got lunch and came back and really didn't do anything until the end of the day. 
How about you, Monica? Well, I'm trying to think. I don't really know. I don't think we had really much going on this week. Obviously, we um, <clears throat> had the nasty ice storm come through on Wednesday, and that was pretty fun. Um, we actually had to go next door and help out a injured calf, which we have a video coming out on this week. Um, but that was a little bit busy. So we were a little bit busy this week, but um, otherwise we just did our family stuff. Um, the ice storm was really freaking me out. So Wednesday night I was <laughs> on my phone with my friends saying, hi, I'm freaking out. Somebody talk to me for a second because I can hear things crashing down around me. So uh, poor Eric is sleeping in our bedroom and the window out the side here is where we have all of the trees, the big, large trees in our yard. And you can hear them falling. The, the limbs were falling because of the weight of the ice on them by Wednesday evening. And it only just started. I was done. Wow. Eric is snoozing and I'm like, I'm out. Peace out, Boy Scout. Hope you make it. And I just rolled out of that bed, <laughs> went to the other room and slept there though that night because I was I wasn't having it so Thursday morning was definitely um a sight to behold with all the limbs and stuff but I'll tell you what I didn't catch any falling like Lady Boots did she actually saw hers falling I mean that was perfect timing but I could hear it and it sounded so crazy so I don't um I want my Texas back I um don't enjoy ice any yeah it's pretty from the house we don't have to go anywhere and you have no chores but it's not fun breaking up ice chunks and worrying about your animals getting sick and stuff so I'm good that was my week so how about you lady boots well yeah you got the ice storm right before we did so you got it started Wednesday night into Thursday morning is that right mm -hmm. yep but it rained here Thursday morning and come in um, Thursday afternoon, about lunchtime, and you know that's, that's just the distance in the ice storm between Texas and Tennessee, and um, so they had already called out the schools anticipating it. So the kids were out Thursday and Friday, and my internet was knocked out. I worked through Friday, so Friday morning I come to work as usual, and then a limb next door fell onto the power line and the internet line, pulled everything down, yanked it out of the transformer at the end of the road and pulled it all the way down the street. And so we were without electricity and internet until Saturday night. Um, but that was okay. Me and the kids, we got to play Monopoly. And while we were playing Monopoly Friday afternoon after lunch, that's when we were hearing all the popping and cracking. So me and the kids were out the bay window. We were looking, oh, my God, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. So I had my phone ready, and I had it propped up in the window to catch the limb when it was falling because we would hear it popping and cracking, and we would jump up and run to the window, and I would turn my phone on, and I don't know how many times I videoed it to try to catch it. But I caught two falling, and I haven't posted the second one yet. But I got two falling, and then we, uh, we put out the – did I put it out yet? <laughs> I don't remember if I have it out yet or not. I put out the video of us walking around and surveying all the damage and stuff because our neighbor has a dead tree that he decided to let Mother Nature take it down and it's in our garden now. So I've been trying to get him to cut it down for two years and he hasn't cut it down yet, but half of it's now in my garden. So we've got to get that cleaned up as well. Other than that, we've had a nice week and a nice weekend. We've enjoyed. It being quiet, um, 
you know, we enjoy the turning on the logs and, and you know, just I don't know, taking it easy without electricity and without power, you know, and without internet. It's, it's it was nice to to sit back and relax and I was allowed to get some sewing done because it's now wedding season. On February it turns into wedding season for me. All the wedding dresses and bridesmaids dresses and all that stuff starts flowing in from the public because I do alterations. And so that's fixing to start up. And I've already gotten five in this week. <laughs> so I'll be busy from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Alicia? Well, you know, we just kind of hung out around the farm here. I was going to say, when you were saying that you caught two of them, I thought, Lady Boots, she's down there. She's doing some limb fishing. She caught two of them. The other ones were tossbacks, but, um, <laughs> and you know, and same with Monica, when you guys have the ice and everything, you just, you have to start looking at the positive. I'm going to put a positive on Lady Boots' neighbor who did not cut their tree down. I say, I know you said you were going to throw those limbs back over and, because it was a pretty big branch that came down on your fencing. You're going to throw three. it back, three of them, back over on his yard. I say no. I say you pull those limbs and those big, huge branches over to your property, let it dry out a little bit, cut it into firewood, and sell it back to him as firewood and make it for <laughs> it. Or sell it out on the street. It's free money. I say that's what you do. But then when he says, where'd you get that firewood? Say, I don't know what you're talking about. But for so you, you cut it up. The price is double. Um, but you know what I did this week is I spent a lot of time in my kitchen. I like to follow up with making some videos after we go live here because my hair and my makeup is did. So I did a lot of canning and cooking and videoing in my kitchen this past week. I'll have some videos coming out. I did my French onion soup and I did some uh, some Fiesta ranch beans, which I just absolutely love. And so we did some things like that. Um, and I did a lot of time this weekend just relaxing and working on finding out some information about one of these possible trips we're going to be taking up. And I know that um, I've had a little bit of feedback. It's like, well, that's not homesteading. Well, it is. Because homesteading, we're, the way we have felt about homesteading since we moved on to this farm is this is our oasis. We don't need to go on vacation. But, you know, even when you're on an oasis and you have the farm, you still need to have a break sometimes. And you need to go out, get a little culture, see some different places. Uh, there's times I'll go a whole week without seeing another individual other than my husband when he comes home. So I think it's an important part of homesteading. Again, like Lisa was saying, to find that balance. So I've been focusing more and more on finding out where we want to go on just a little vacation and take a little time off the homestead. So did some research on Nashville, Tennessee, and this week I'll be doing a little more research about what I can possibly do up in Lisa's neck of the woods. Uh, then we took a trip into town on Saturday and it was a beautiful sunshiny day when we left and we got to our destination and it started to snow. And I told my husband, I said, I don't even know it was going to snow, but I realized just like Monica's ice storm eventually makes it across over to Lady Boots. Lisa had snow a couple days ago and eventually it just came on over here and visited me in my neighborhood. So that's another aspect of homesteading as you start really watching weather patterns when you're on top of it. I wasn't on top of it this week and you realize what's coming your way. And I know when Lisa says she's got snow, it's coming my way. So I try to pay attention to that. But other than that, we just enjoyed the fire. We enjoyed the dogs and um, embracing everything we can embrace about being in winter. But I'm really excited to start. I'm starting to think about a garden now those juices are starting to flow about what I want to do in a garden. So 
That's how I spent my week. How about you, Casey? Oh, Lisa has something to say. I just want to, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to let you know that I, I wanted to add on to something you said. And you raised a really good point. The bottom line is somebody had posted uh, this weekend a comment on my Instagram and said, I don't have a homestead, but, and I said, are you growing something? Cause I know this individual is growing plants. And I said, then you have a homestead. Absolutely. If you are grow, you're growing vegetables, you're, you're doing things. Not everybody can have animals. Not everybody can have uh, livestock. Not everybody can bale their own hay. Homesteading is a very, very general term, and it is huge. It encompasses so much. So keep in mind that homesteading could be someone living in an apartment who has got a huge vegetable garden on their deck. All right. So that's why everyone is using this term homesteading versus farming. It's an important key, Lisa. And I think what what I really got from what you just said is, it's not the location, it's the mindset. It is the mindset of I'm going to homestead. I'm going to, no matter where I am, learn how to possibly bake bread, learn how to sew, learn to pick up something that is an asset to my family or to myself. It is all about the mindset, not about the location. So that's a wonderful point. Thank you. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and I think the other thing was funny what you said about the weather. You've actually been getting more snow than we have because it's gone north of us in North Dakota. It goes north and then it just swoops down. We're in that weird polar vortex. Yeah. It goes past Lisa and then it swoops down into Iowa where we are and we get dumped on. And this last week, we, we didn't get much snow, but we had a lot of wind. And I even said to my husband yesterday while we were driving, it's like, I thought this blowing wind would be done by now. The blowing yeah. snow. There's snow blowing across the roads all the time. And we really didn't get much snow this week. And he says, well, the problem is, is it blows one direction and then the wind shifts and all that snow that blew to the east is now blowing to the west. And it just goes back and forth. And we have snow drifts all over the place because the wind just keeps changing. It's that weird polar vortex. So, Casey, what about you over there at Ormsby Farms? What did you do this week? Uh, just same old, same old. We kind of prepped because like y'all were saying, if it hits Monica and then it hits Casey, it's going to hit us here in Georgia. And it did it. We got no ice, no nothing, just cold, cold, cold Alicia-like days. That's rude. I know, right? I was. I wanted something. I needed some video content. How um, cold? <laughs> How cold was it? Um, I think it was like 24 when we headed mm. out to... For for us, that's like, er, stop, er, no, we don't like that here in the South. Y'all can shovel that back up North. Um, yeah. But no, we really just were at the, the new farm uh, like three times this week. Um, we did some pruning of our grapevines and fruit trees, which Ooh. I've been doing a lot of studying and learning about that and the importance of that. And I wanted to mention on the conversation that y'all were having, uh, Carmen from Jesus Loving Homestead made a good point too. Before we bought our homestead, we called it backyard homesteading because at my mom's house now, where all of us are, um, she only has a fourth of an acre. And so I, th I guess I tell people also that just because you don't have the 10 acres, the 100 acres, the 175 head of cattle, 
20 chickens, that doesn't mean that you're not a homesteader. It's a mindset, as Alicia put. I'm telling you, y'all, my brain's not all there today. Uh, But I just wanted to put that comment out there that um, Carmen said, too, because it's so true. Backyard homesteading is just as cool, just as popular, and it's just growing your own, uh, living a more sustainable lifestyle, I guess I should put it, for homesteading, however you want to do it. So the conversation that y'all were having before. But, yeah, we were just at the farm all week, um, cleaning out greenhouses. Um, we had a great, um, live with season two of being Casey last week. So that was, that was good. That was one of our harder seasons to, for me to rewatch. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty boring week, actually. (laughs) It was just kind of like a laid back, kick your feet up kind of week. You know, I wanted to touch back on something you just said, Casey, and about people, you know, growing things, having a small backyard homestead. And this is something we're going to talk about later in the podcast is, Mm -hmm. Let's say that you are that individual that lives in a small home and you don't have much uh, uh, square footage outside to work with or you have a patio. You don't even have to grow your own vegetables. You can go to the farmer's market. There's no shame in that. You can go to the the farmer's market. You can get your produce there. Learn how to can it. Learn how to even just blanch and freeze it. Learn how to dehydrate it. There are different things you can do with that produce. You don't have to have the square footage. You don't have to have the fancy machinery. There are things you can do. And another thing is, you know, part of this homesteading mindset is learning how to take care of yourself if you're sick, different medicinals, different things to, like you said, sustain. It's sustainability. If you are home and you can't get somewhere, you need to know how to sustain yourself. Learn how to keep yourself warm. You may not have the fireplace because you don't live in a house that has a fireplace, but you can learn how to sustain yourself with warmth by knowing some of these tricks that what some people have relayed to me, they didn't call it homesteading back when they were, you know, in their 20s, 30s and 40s. They just called it living. They just that's what it was. And so we've taken this trend of of labeling these things as homesteading when really it is sustainable living and learning how to do the best you can do for you again, with the mindset, regardless of where you are. So, yeah, I mean, we use the term homesteader and farm interchangeably. I mean, anyone who's seen a farm and anyone who looks at our property, we've got two acres, right? We're not a farm, right? I think Casey, you've talked about that before. Um, Casey at Ormsby about it's a hundred acres or more. I'm muted. It's 10. Yes. It is 10 acres. Yeah. I don't have 10 acres. So I don't have 10 acres, but I call us a farm. I call us a homestead. Why? Because I have farm animals and we do stuff. You could be um, like Alicia was saying, you know, you could be growing vegetables, baking your own bread, canning. To me, that's homesteading. So I think that's really good points to bring up. Right, right. And it's something we'll be touching on a little bit later because we do we do have some more information for um for our viewers and for those who listen about some of these different aspects that you can utilize. So um I hear it. What do we got going on? I'm dancing. Yeah, we do dance. For everybody in the podcast, we're dancing. We're dancing. We're all dancing. Casey wanted to introduce Alicia's next point. <laughs> yes. Y'all I'm thanks for joining us. I'm like the struggle bus. <laughs> 
thank you for joining us here in the chat. We have a good time round, here at Round the Hay Bale. We're shooting this episode live for podcast distribution. And the hosts, we're not going to be able to answer much of the questions in the chat. If you're watching this on YouTube, we have a chat on the side. If you're listening on podcast, I'm sorry, you're missing out on that part. But listen to the podcast and then go back and watch the live on YouTube. You can watch it in a replay. So if you have a question, please tag one of our mods, which today you're going to tag Ormsby Farms or myself, and you're going to use the capital Q to ask your question. So today, because it's Mod Appreciation Day, as I just said, um, myself and Casey are going to be the ones checking over the chat. So speaking of our mods, let's go ahead and bring them up. So we have Miss Brenda Baker from Red Bird Farm. And we also have Scott the Rambler Broom from Rambling with the Brooms. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Yay. Welcome. Welcome. So I just wanted to, uh, Lisa, just, I was doing some modding while I was waiting in the back. Jesse had a question for you, Lisa. He <laughs> wanted to know if he grew his belly out, is he a homestead? He is. He is because it's go, what Jesse. he's what he's filling his belly with. Is it home homemade goods? <laughs> Which I'm sure it is. Well, not only I'm that, sure you grow Lisa the belly out, then you have a surplus to live off of in case you come across hard times, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I fuel to burn off. And I know Lisa's making home cooked bread. Um, I know she's over there making him some good chili. Um, because they recently won uh, a contest, so very cool. I would just what like to really thank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Scott, and thank you, Brenda, for coming up and joining us today. We are so thankful for you. You guys put a lot of effort and work not only into the live for this podcast, but you support a lot of us here on YouTube by modding yes. for us. You're, you're in our lives. You comment. You support us. You are a great, great blessing to all of us here. And so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And we're so glad that you joined us today. So um, if you have anything real quick to say as we welcome you in, we'd love to hear it. And then we're going to kind of jump into our hot topic for this week. And it's something I hit on just a little bit earlier today. But do you have anything to say your first time here at Round the Hay Bale? <laughs> Whoop it up and let's go. I just wanted to say thank you to, to everything that y'all do because y'all make my day even better every day to have y'all to watch because you're all like family. Oh. And Lisa, congratulations. You deserve it, lady. Thank you so much, Brenda. You know, you, you have been a huge part of this community and someone that most folks don't see, right? They just see the mod. I, you know, obviously we know who you are and we love you to death, but it's such an <laughs> honor to have you up here with us. <laughs> Absolutely. it's an honor brenda to have you up here with us and it's so great for so many people to put a face to the name mm -hmm. you know i've had the pleasure of talking with you with you on the phone or in, in person like this but just thank you for all you do for this community you just bring such light to us all, all always a positive always a positive she she just infuses us with positivity every time she comes on and and I just really love I love when she pops in either in a live or she pops in on a video and leaves a comment. It's always blessing. So I I fully concur with what Lisa has said. 
Y'all make some say, noise in the chat for Brenda. Yeah, make some noise in the chat. Let me tell you a funny story of how I actually got to know Miss Brenda is when I first started joining in on all the lives, I would join in. I, you know, you say hello when you're in the chat, when you're watching somebody's live. And I'd see, hey, Casey. I'm like, oh, hi, Miss Brenda. And then I'd go to another live literally within like five seconds. <laughs> and hi, Casey. I'm like, um, hi, Miss Brenda. Um <laughs> There's two of you. No, there's three of you. No, there's seven of you. So that is how I actually met Miss Brenda was when I was, um, I guess you call it live hopping. And she was actually modding, I think, for all five of the <laughs> the lives that I went to. I think it was, I can't even remember what lives it was, but I know you were modding because for those who are listening podcast, um, when you see the chat and you see a, a blue wrench, you know that's the mod and that's the person to reach out to if you have a question or if there's an issue in the chat. And it's always Brenda Baker in that neon blue with the wrench right beside it. So, And I have Miss Brenda blown up on the screen for those that can't see the video. So she's going to kill me afterwards. So. You can take me off, Casey. <laughs> yeah, that would be good for her. <laughs> and there's Whoa. Scott. And then there's Hello, Scott. Guys. Guys. Uh, another so, huge member of the community who does amazing things, um, has his lives twice a week, just a really good-hearted individual. Scott, we're so honored to have you here as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. 100%. Um, 100%. I'm, I'm honored. Um, I've, I've been around YouTube for probably three, four years, started out modding, and I, that's one thing everybody says, well, why do you mod for so many channels now that you're creating? I'm like, cause that's what I enjoy. And, you know, just to get in there and share information and, uh, <laughs> thanks Wendy. And, you know, it, it's just about the community. And if we have a strong community, we can do whatever we want. And, there's not a whole lot uh, that's not covered in a community like ours. We have everybody from, uh, you know, young disabled people to, uh, you know, doctors, lawyers, you name it, is part of this community. And that's what I find um, so amazing is that how everybody interacts at, at one level and everybody's there to help one another. And uh, that's, you know, this is just a continuation of that and uh, branching out into podcasts. And you never know, people in the podcast, if they aren't part of YouTube, you never know. Someday they might be. Make some noise in the chat, y'all, for Scott. He is amazing. And I, you and Brenda, I just want to say, Thank you so much for all you do for the community, for Round the Hay Bale. We just adore you guys. Thank you so, so much. Yes. And for those who are in the, the podcast, listening in the podcast, they can't see the chat. They need to know that this chat is just blowing up with all kinds of accolades and love for our moderators. And they may not realize listening on a podcast, maybe they watch YouTube videos, but they don't realize the importance of a moderator. I know I didn't until I really became immersed in the community. 
but the moderators are so important. I didn't even know such a thing existed. So for those in the podcast and even those who are joining us here, you know, fresh out of the gate on Round the Hay Bale, if you happen to join in on somebody's live, you know, acknowledge the mods. They do a lot of work for the channels. They do a lot of work for the people. They do a lot of work for the guests that come on. They drop your links and that that brings direction to your channel and you will make new friends. I've made so many new friends, many of them here on the panel or in the chat, because somebody like Brenda or Scott took the time to say, huh, who's this person in this live I've never seen before? Let me drop her link so people can go check out what's going on in her channel. It's so important and we're so appreciative of these two. They're really great. Thanks, guys. So we're going to jump in real quick on our hot topic now that our guests have introduced themselves and we're so happy that they're here. We've got a hot topic that we're going to hit on today. It's something that I brought up to my co-hosts. I, I wrote them off on the side one day and said, you know, I just learned something new. It was something I hadn't even known about and I was really shocked in a pleasant way and I wanted to do see, first of all, if they knew about it and if not, share about it. And we wanted to get the information out to our audience because I think it's really, really important. There is the saying, we all know it, you can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for life. And that's a funny thing saying from the vegetarian in the group, but that's the mm -hmm. saying we're going to go with today. And what I had learned was we have a population that is in our audience that they do have the benefit of the SNAP card. And I know somebody will chime in and tell me what the SNAP stands for. I don't know exactly what the acronym is, but you have the SNAP card that can uh, supplement your food budget. And it is a, a wonderful program for those who are needing that bit of support and supplement. But did you know that you can use that SNAP card and you can buy seeds to grow your own vegetables. You can buy fresh produce at the farmer's market. You can buy uh, plants. So for instance, if you go to a store and there is a, a live plant of basil, you can either go over to the produce section and get basil for, what is it, $3.54 for a little thing of cut basil, or you can spend $2.39 and buy the actual plant and have basil that keeps growing for you. And then you also, you're learning the homesteading aspect of uh, learning how to care for that plant, how to prune it back properly so it provides you more basil. And eventually, maybe you can put it in a container out on your porch or on your deck it's sustainability, and it's really wonderful that you can use that benefit card to have this for yourself. And so our friend Casey over at Armsby Farms, I'm going to turn it over to him because he has done a little bit of follow-up on this for us so that if you have or someone you know has this available to them, they know that they can do this. And I think it's a wonderful part of this homesteading mentality that we'll be talking about. Casey? Well, I, I just want to say that's such a great point, Alicia, especially about the farmer's markets. Um, and yeah, my brain has now clicked back on, so I'm in overdrive. Um, but a lot of the farmer's markets, I don't know if it's the same where everybody is and chime in if I'm incorrect. But here in Georgia, there is a program at farmer's markets because, you know, we at Ormsby Farm sell at farmer's markets that give you if you spend a dollar of the SNAP benefits at the farmer's market, they give you two dollars so they double your dollars they're encouraging people to eat organic and eat healthy and eat green 
Um, and I think it's such a wonderful program that we're doing here in Georgia is doubling those dollars at the farmer's market. But also, like Alicia said, I did look into buying seeds and plant starts. Um, I am very, very blessed and lucky to be a SNAP um, recipient. Um, and it's such a, it makes sense because really that basil plant is providing food, which is what SNAP provides. Is it, it helps you eat. I mean, you can't buy paper products, that kind of stuff. But their rule is, and it says on their website, I should have had it pulled up, but I don't, but I will leave the link in the bio box. It says any seed that turns into food, you can buy with your SNAP. So I thought, let me, you know, put my... Uh, day reporter hat on and I'm going to take the camera um, out to the Homo Depot and um, I um, did a on I did on site kind of reporting so here we go all right y'all it is Casey and I am on location at the Home Depot where we live to see if it is true that you can get seeds or seedlings using your EBT snap food stamp card um, so I'm going to take you as close as I can get to all of it and we will see. I'm actually going to purchase most of the seeds of what we need, uh, for the new homestead garden. So come along and let's see. Ready? So we're in the burpee area. I'm not going to talk loud, but we're in the seed area. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to grab the seeds that we need. And then we are going to go and pay and see if it will take the food stamps. Now I'm going around here. This is where the starts are. I'm going to try these as well. So we'll see if these work this time too. It's right here. Stick it in the bottom. Um, there isn't a stick in you are right on top. So it did not work. So we'll have to figure out why it did not work because it does state, and I'm gonna put it here on the screen on the EBT website, that you are allowed to use EBT SNAP food stamps for seeds and any plant starters that turn into food. So back to y'all at the host stand. So um, spoiler alert, um, it does work and it did work. It was a user error i swiped the card wrong backwards so that is you know i'm a goofball y'all it so. happens it happens I and do it all the time the plant starts that i showed you the grapevines and the bare root strawberries all of that is also covered under the snap so you're i was able so to happy those. to see you mm -hmm. show the grapes the bare root grapes and everything mm -hmm. because i was thinking 
you know, tomato seeds. I was thinking the basil plants. But my gosh, look at the longevity you would get out of actually getting a, a starter for a blueberry bush or a starter for some raspberries or a starter for the grapes. Yep. These are things that will be p- perpetual. They will come back year after year after year. It yep. is a great thing to look into. And I just want to put this out there because I know there might be some people that say, you know, I, I and I'm, I might be speaking not out of term, but I, I'm going to admit that I don't know full disclosure how this would really work. But if you go over and you watch our friend Gail over at Coupon Gales and she teaches you how to use coupons to save a lot of money on your grocery budget. If you are able to do that with some of your SNAP benefits, if you can use coupons, I don't know if you can, if you can keep that balance higher on that card because you're using couponing, you can build up that card enough where you can then go and spend that little extra money on actually getting a blueberry bush or a raspberry bush because it is a little bit more of an investment than a packet of seeds or a starter. Uh, But what a wonderful thing to do because it is that whole element of teaching a man how to fish. You teach a man how to go get that blueberry bush, plant it even in a bucket. And if it gets cold, you can bring it inside. But you'll be able to do this and have blueberries year after year after year. And I do see in the chat that somebody says you can use coupons. You can. We, I mean, we use them all the time with our food stamps. I mean, the coupons work just, the snap card works just the same as like a debit card. So it. Even if you're buying products that are not food related, the SNAP will take the coupons and the food items off and then you have a balance of whatever is not food related. But it's just like a debit card, credit card, whatever you want to use. You can use coupons, um, the sales. I just think it's a now learning this from you. It's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to buy seeds and plant starts with the SNAP card because you're really, as you said, buying food that will last year after year after year after year and you're saving that money and not having to buy it every six weeks and you know i know the mentality for all of us at one point or another in our lives is we've got that convenience of going to the store we go to the store we buy the pint of strawberries we consume them we don't give it a second thought but if you have that spark ignited in you to think about i'm going to go get those strawberry starts with my snap card You'll start looking into how to care for those strawberries, how to grow the strawberries. You may not get much yield the first year, but your second year. And they send out little stringers and you'll get more strawberry plants. And I think it will just spark an interest in so many to not take what they buy at the store for granted. That will be that mindset mentality of homesteading where they can really just pick up the ball with that and run. So I think this is really great. I I couldn't agree more because I'll tell you the other thing too, is when you look at the food that is in food pantries, it is often the most unhealthy food that is available. Um, And so being able to, you know, be able to grow your own food and obtain seeds, you're actually getting a healthier product versus the pastas and the, canned goods that are so unhealthy and packed with sodium. So, you know, it's just really cool that people can be able to do this. And it also gives folks a sense of pride, as we all know, is growing your own food. And growing your own food, like we we talked about earlier, does not mean you have to have a farm or all this stuff. You can just have some five-gallon pails that you got left over from a fast food restaurant that you poke some holes in. And, Absolutely. You know, it's just really good stuff. 
We do have a little bit of an echo, so if everybody will check to make sure that they have the volume turned down on their actual YouTube page if you're in StreamYard. Um, what about you guys? What about Scott and what about Brenda? Do you guys have anything to put in on this, Scott? Do you have a program like this in Canada? And Brenda, do you have any familiarity like with your farmers markets in your area that would um, have any relation to what our topic is today with this? I don't so, really have anything around here. There's nothing close. We're about 45 minutes or more from any kind of big town that's got those kind of programs. So, mm -hmm. Scott, you? So, you, you know what? I've actually been taking notes. Being an elected official um, for municipality up here, I think that's an amazing way that the township can not only give back to my farmer's market, but can help out the individuals in my community who need that extra, you know, let, let's face it, eating healthy is expensive. If, if, let me throw in that if before Casey throws something at me. If you don't grow your own, you know, if you go to the store and I just bought a, a head of lettuce for uh, supper last night and it was like five or six bucks. Lettuce, it's water. And, you know, but all our stuff in Canada right now is coming from Ecuador, Peru, um, some stuff, Mexico, not, not, you know, a little bit from Cali, but most of it's coming overseas in. And, you know, seeds, just, just touching on seeds, I just got back into growing and well, I'm, I'm like Casey, I don't do something half, you know what, I just jump both feet in, I've got my, my trays to start growing, I've got myself a little grow house, it's still in the box, it just arrived, and you know what, I've paid nothing for seeds, and all that I did is watched Garden State Gardener one like this is full of seeds and I've given duplicates away to several people and it's cost me nothing except for the trays, you know, what, what maybe $150 and I didn't even need that. It's just, I wanted it, um, you know, that I can hit the ground running. I could plant those seeds as soon as we, you know, about the middle of May, and I'll still get a good crop off. But I want to get more, so that's why I'm going to start doing my seeds here in about a month. I'll, you know, fire everything up, and I'll I'll, I'll start. But like I said, my seeds cost me nothing, except for two hours Sunday evening. It's given given Joe a shameless plug here. Um, you know, two hours. Winning some seeds with Joe, and I've got hot, hot peppers. I've got hot peppers. I've got just normal peppers, cucumbers, you name it. I've got it in that bag, and I'm ready to go. So this year, there's going to be a lot more gardening, prepping. Um, yesterday, I put my, my final deposit on my little heifer, and... Uh, We'll be watching, uh, yeah, we'll be watching her um, until next Christmas. And then she'll head to, to freezer camp. But 
Um, you know, it's, and I've only got an acre land, but I've got very good friends that own farms. So I'm. And that's another great thing, Scott. That you, several. Go ahead, Casey. Uh, no, I was just going to say that was a good point to make that making friends now. I think the five of us, uh, the host, we did a video back in the holidays, I think, ladies, right? Of talking about how important it is to make friends with your local artisans, farmers, that kind of stuff now. Because when the store doesn't have it, your far so one of the farm will, and if you make friends with them now, you may be on their Christmas card list that you can um, get some chickens from them, get eggs, get vegetables. Um, but I wanted to pull up this question from Carmen at Jesus Loving Homesteader. Um, uh, Monica, do you want to touch on that? Do you know anything about that there? So I don't know anything. I actually have heard this before, but I'm not I'm not privy to any more information than just hearing about it. But she points out, it says that here in Dallas, Texas, they give out grants to encourage people to start community gardens. They have programs in other cities as well, but they will start you off with about $5,000. And I believe it's a definitely I, what I have heard, what I had briefly heard was that it's mainly in, you know, in the city areas and more of the um, more of the rural, not rural, more of the um, urban areas and some of the suburban areas where they have the they want you to start a community garden um, here in the rural areas. I'm pretty sure they're not offering any money for starting up anything. But um, I think that's important to know that if you talk to the right people, they can put you in touch with these other resources too. Um, one thing to note is that SNAP stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. And if you think about the meaning of that, it really is about taking yourself from where you're at and you have, you need a little bit of help. You don't need a little bit of help for SIGs. You don't need a little bit of help for other things. You need a little help for nutrition for the things we're putting in our body. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm stopping anyone's toes in the chat or anywhere else. I'm just saying like, because I think that there sometimes there's a stigma with that, um, and and that there are people that feel one way or the other. And usually, when you have feelings, strong feelings about one thing or the other, it's the strong feelings, and that's it. Um, I don't know. I know that sometimes I've had friends that have had the SNAP or the EBT or whatever you want to call it, whatever community you're in, whatever state you're in. I think they call it different things sometimes, and they were like, "Well, you know, I just need it for a little bit." I'm like. You don't have to explain anything to me. Just do what you need to do to get yourself where you need to be. That's that's what it is. And I just like to point out too that the definition of homestead, if you look at it, it's talking about being a subsistence agriculture, home preservation of food, um, even the small scale production of textiles, clothing, craft work for the house. Small scale it doesn't have to be massive. We call ourselves a ranch. We have ten acres. By definition of ranch, that's not really it. But we're a ranch. We we raise livestock too. And I think it's important what Scott pointed out with, like you said too, Casey, that you communicate with the right people. Last night I had a friend of mine call me and she said, she texted me and said, Hey, I'm thinking about the spring. What kind of animals are you doing? Or what are you doing for your garden? And I said, Well, what do you mean? She said, Well, I just ordered a bunch of chickens, uh, meat birds. I said, Okay, where did you order them from? If you don't mind me asking. And she told me this big hatchery, and the big hatchery comes with a lot of shipping costs and a lot of planning and a lot of extra money. And I said, hey there, did you know about this local place about 25 minutes from here that sells them for a buck a piece? Her mind was blown. She was like, I'm gonna cancel my order. 
right now. So I think it's important to make sure that you are communicating with your friends and your neighbors and you're making and building those relationships. Because like Scott said, even you don't have to even be close to him. You don't have to be near Garden State Gardener to get the seeds. You just need to build your community and, and build those people around you so that when somebody has something, you know, my sister was talking to a friend. They reached out through a small group in church and said, the girl said, um, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm struggling. I, I don't have food for my kids. And this was right before the ice storm last week. And my sister immediately went to the food pantry at our church and said, you need to go call these people. They went to the food pantry. She got what she needed. And she said to me, she said, you know, I was able to talk to her and say, Hey, you know, I've had people in my life that I've been able to come to and say, I'm struggling. I need food for my kids. You have to build those relationships with your friends and family or people beyond that. So that when, when you do have that moment that you need help, you know, you can go to them people. And it's not that, you know, you just pull from them constantly, but there is a time where everybody needs a little bit of help and that's okay. And you need to make sure you're okay with asking for help. And I think yeah. that's a hard thing for a lot of people is to ask for it. Yeah. So soapbox, yeah. <laughs> social worker in the group. Um, so SNAP is a part of uh, TANF, which is Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. It's a grant and SNAP is a part of it. It is one of the programs under that grant. EBT just means that it's an electronic benefits transfer, which means that it takes the funds for the programs under that grant and put them put them on a card. That's all it is, like a rechargeable card. So Monica hit on some really, really good points. We live in, for those of you in the United States, we are known as a country of abundance. And believe it or not, the food insecurity is real here. I'm not as familiar with Canada or other countries, but I know for the United States, which is what I'll speak to, it is a travesty that people who are in the military are experiencing food insecurity. Believe it or not, they sit there and don't say a word about not eating. There are families not eating on a daily basis. So please eliminate the stigma. People need to eat and it needs to be normalized for somebody to say, I need food because there is no excuse for it. There are so many programs out there. And what happens is, is people are so ashamed and it just should not be. People should never go to bed hungry ever in this country. Absolutely. That's a great point. There should be no shame in your game. Okay. No there's, shame. There, there's, there's no shame in mine. I mean, I, I said it on our little national podcast right here that I am a recipient of it. I'm proud to be. I am thankful. I am blessed. And I think one thing that I've gotten, especially from the homesteading community, is how to um, take that assistance and use it long term. That being said, seeds, learning how to grow your own vegetables, bulk buying to where you're buying bulk and freezing it, you're lasting long term. And I think that is a big thing for people to learn when they do need the help is how to take that assistance that you get for a short period of time and stretch it out so it lasts you longer and longer, years months, whatever you want to call it. And also to touch on something that Carmen and Monica were talking about, about the grants. Um, we did a homesteading 101 collaboration a while back, and I did a video on grants for startup farms and homesteads. And I'm dropping the link in there because it is, I've gotten a lot of response back from that video. 
And there is a lot of grant and helps out there for startup farms and homesteads. There is. You just got to look. You got to take the time to sit down. If this is something that you want to do as a livelihood, or even if you're just doing it for your family, there is help out there. You just need to look. Don't, as Lisa said, do not be ashamed to ask. I think Monica touched on that as well. If you need assistance, it's out there. Have no shame in your game, girl, and go find it. That's right. And I, I think an important key to that is because for so many years there was this stigma, and that's why changes have been made in the program where you don't have the paper food stamps and where you have the card. And so it's just like everybody else is standing in line to buy their food. So little by little, that stigma is being erased. But I think some people still hang on a little bit to that. But I, I'm hoping that we have people on our live today and people that will be in the broadcast that benefit from this knowledge of what we've learned about this today, about how you can use the SNAP benefits for these other things. And it gives them that sense of pride and accomplishment. That is really what I'm, I'm hoping that we take from this. I'm hoping that everybody's talking about Scott over there. He's in our, in our panel right now. He's smiling and people are saying, what's Scott smiling about? I'm hoping that Scott is smiling because as an elected official, this has sparked something in him that he's going to be able to now utilize and follow up on in his community. I am so excited that if I have friends or family members that have benefits, I can tell them, you know, check your local farmer's market. They might double that value. I didn't know that. I think that's wonderful. And if we have this spark of interest to grow your own food, this is a wonderful, wonderful topic. I'm, I actually have goosebumps, friends, because when I first brought this to the attention of our co-hosts and some were like, yeah, I knew about that. I was like, okay, well, no big deal. But look at how this has exploded in our podcast today. I am so excited that people are going to learn from this and I'm hoping they will pick up the ball and run with it. And another thing I wanted to point on is, is, you know, uh, we had the explanation of what SNAP is and it's about for needy families and stuff. I remember as a young mother trying to get benefits and was denied. Um, but it seemed like back then you had to actually be that nuclear family unit and meet specifications. I'm happy to learn that when my nephew went to college, he was able to get some supplemental food money from this program as a college student that wasn't available before. Casey, he is unashamedly shared that he gets benefits. He's not that nuclear family. I'm sure they have benefits like this to help our elderly. I, I really think the program has grown and we need to take advantage of this. And another thing I wanted to point on that we were talking about is what you get at the store, what you get at the pantries and such. You know, you can take that snap card and you can spend $4.99 and get honey off the shelf at your local store, which probably really isn't honey. Or you can go to the farmer's market and you can get honey direct from the source. You get it grown in, or processed in your local area and it has health benefits. It's not just that it's honey and it's raw honey and it's good, but you can develop some... Um, and Casey, help me out with this, Lady Boots. You develop those, the, all that honey is from local uh, flowers. And if you have allergies, you develop a resistance through consuming the honey, correct, Lace, uh, Casey from Lady Boots? Yeah, the bees collect the pollen from your area of flowers and plants, and they make the honey with it. So it helps your body to be able to fight off those allergies because you're ingesting the pollen. Yep. And you're, not, you're not getting the store. 
You are yeah. not going to get that from the store. So there are, I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm not only speechless, but I'm almost tearing up because I'm so pleased with how the direction this has taken the direction we're going with this, because it makes you realize that it's not just a card. It's not just a card. It's not just an acronym. If we can get past the sick, the stigma and get people to realize that what the benefits are to this, it can grow exponentially and give you that pride of being sustainable. And I, I don't even, I'm running out of words to say, and you guys know that's hard for me. I'm always going to have something to say. Well, you know, if you think about it too, you know, I when you're using, question. Oh, go ahead. Do y'all in your areas, do y'all have uh, like community gardens where anybody can go plant and everybody, anybody that needs it can come and, and get what they need during the summers? We actually do, Miss Brenda. Here. Mm -hmm. We do in Georgia. Um, actually, one of my friends um, that I met at the farmer's market, Roger and his family uh, from Grow With The Flow, um, they actually have four community garden plots around the area here in Tucker um, that one, you can volunteer to learn how to plant, which I think is so important because they are a wealth of knowledge. The whole family is a wealth of knowledge, but you also can bring stuff and plant it there yourself. Um, and I, I just think it was a great idea to have a community garden. Um, well, one the for past. The ones that need it. Say it again, Ms. Brenda. Right, 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 right. So yes, in Georgia, we do. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but Georgia, yes, we do. So I we wanna... started from here. And... Go ahead, Lisa. No, go ahead, Scott. Finish what you're saying. Uh, just we actually started last year um, doing community gardens and we charge a very <clears throat> small amount of money. But we till the garden. All they have to do is come in and plant their own food. Uh, we make sure that that the gardens have the right nutrients. Um you know, our, our guys go in and weed it. So pretty much people plant their food. They come back once a week, harvest their bounty, and we help them along. But uh, Casey, I want to talk to you more about SNAP because I'm not thinking my level. I'm thinking up here because we have nothing like that up here except for um, assistance from the government. And you've got to jump through hoops to do that. That's what it is. Or, well, but what I mean is you have to be on welfare to get anything like this. You get, you cannot like, you can't just need a little bit of help and apply for something like this. There's, there's no such thing as a little card here in Canada is what I meant. And it's the same here. It should be. It, it really, really should be. Um, and yeah, like I'm, my brain's working overtime here, just processing on how, how much this can, you know, benefit the people here because we have such a small growing season that I would love to get, you know, funding for greenhouses and, and whatever else that we can, you know, expand probably a month or two either side. But the government's just, they're not interested in this kind of thing. You know, like I see so many people in the homesteading, even on YouTube, 
that have got uh, grants to put up uh, greenhouses and whatever. That never happens up here. And, you know, we could really use it up here to, you know, grow more and be more self-sustainable. But, yeah, there's a... Well, there's Scott, a, you're the voice in your community. You are that elected official. This is where you... Yeah. Like I said, I'm hoping you get that spark ignited in you where maybe you can pick this up yep. and run. And for other people who are uh, in our chat today or listening on a podcast, and we've been talking about some of these grants or some of these programs, you know, if you apply for something or if you try to find information about something about what's available to you in your area, don't, if somebody tells you, no, we don't have that or no, we don't have something for you, don't take the first no. Yep. Ask again, just because somebody at the counter tells you, gee, I don't think so. We don't have that. That doesn't mean that they're aware of it. Um, I know I know that a lot of this isn't promoted, obviously. So don't take the first no. If you find out that there are grants, apply for it. If you're turned down, apply for it again. Maybe you're not going to uh, be approved for a community garden, but there might be other programs. Another thing to look into if you homeschool your children, if you have a charter school that your children go to school at, even your traditional public school setting, there are grants from the government for the students to do gardening. Go talk to someone in your school, the counseling department, uh, those who write grants, whatever. They do these things and ask them, have you applied for grants for some of our students to do their own gardens here on the school site? If you're a homeschooler, See about getting some of that grant money. Apply it towards a garden. I worked for a charter school. I got us a grant. I think it was for $500 for our students. I think we only had 100 students or so. But we got a rototiller and raised garden beds and some soil and seeds. And the kids were able to get out of the classroom, go outside, and tend to their garden. It was a wonderful thing. I know I said I got a rototiller and we had raised beds. But you kind of pick and choose as you go. But the thing is, is we put it to use and it was the government paid for it. You have to know the grants are there. So I don't know if maybe later on in the uh, in the description box in our comments, maybe we can find a link. I'm not sure if there's links where you can go to find about grants in general. I know there that there's is. Like generalized websites where you can find about grants and put in your zip code and find what's available in your state. There is actually, Elisa, it, I left it in the bio box of my video on how to find grants. Huh? Oh, good. Um, for that. And I, again, I'll drop the link again um, because it is a video that's jam-packed of information of how to find home setting grants, farming grants, uh, grants for greenhouses, as Scott was talking about, um, especially one of the big ones here in the United States is, of course, the USDA grants. And they give out a lot of grants for startup farms, startup homestead. So definitely check out that video. You know, another idea too, is if you don't have the farmer's market in your area, if you don't have the SNAPS benefit card, if you have extra seeds and you save little yogurt containers and maybe start some seedlings, you can put it out there on social media. Hey, I have 20 seedlings for startup plants for tomatoes. If there's anybody in my local area that would benefit from growing their own tomatoes, I'm available. Come get them for free. The seeds aren't that much, and, and you might be really helping a young family or a single mother, somebody that's going to be able to tend to those tomato plants that maybe they didn't think about doing before, and that's a way to spark the interest. If you've got the extra plants, benefit somebody with them with those seeds. 
Yeah, and I see in the in the chat um, some folks are talking about planting quick maturing crops, mm -hmm. and that is a huge benefit. But I think there's also other factors. For us, we come right out of winter, and we're in hail season, so it doesn't matter how quickly the crops mature; it's how bad they get pummeled with hail. And no matter how much we cover them. Um, you know, pea size hail is very common. We've had larger where our, our roof has had to be replaced. Um, it's a common thing. My truck is pummeled with hail. Um, and so you can cover all the gardens you want. And I think Scott has similar factors in that, you know, all of a sudden you'll have this warm weather. It's after your last frost and all of a sudden you get a snow, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. the other thing is, is, I know that somebody else was talking about about grants and wanting to talk about that. And Casey, I think that would make for a good future episode um, because mm -hmm. like this topic, we had another topic planned and we've decided mm -hmm. to hold off on that because it is, this topic has gone so well. We want to make sure that everybody's questions are answered. Right. Yeah. And definitely give this um, live a thumbs up. If you want us to do a whole episode on, grants, uh, farming grants, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to go into more detail. Um, I did see that comment. Uh, definitely check out the video. And I think we'll all talk about doing a podcast on that. And I did see this. Yes, grants are uh, taxable income. It is. That is correct. I know that's, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but I mean, at least you don't have to pay the grant money back, I guess is right. a positive way to look at that. Right. So right. Well, I wanted to touch and on tax, people too. Go ahead. As I say, tax on ten thousand is much less than ten thousand. So even though it still hurts, the yeah. sting isn't quite as bad, especially if you needed yeah, right. that septic system. So, but I feel well, you one on of the that. one of the things I wanted to remind people is too, if this is the time you're starting seeds, um, and what I think Lisa kind of touched on that, and everybody's kind of talked about it, but when we talk about making building a community and making, you know, having people to contact if you have extra. And Alicia said it, if you're growing extra, see, when I started my seeds, I was doing some more seeds yesterday. And Eric was looking, he's like, I think we need to cut back on some of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, but I'm starting rows and rows and trays of tomato seeds and tomato plants. And Lord willing, I get at least 50% of them to germinate and come up as plants. And you know what? I told him, I even said when he was looking at me, I said, well, that's okay. Because whatever I have to get as extra, I'll put up on my gardening page in the Facebook and ask anybody else if they want some. That's what Carmen did. Or I'll just say, hey, Carmen, do you want some extra seedlings? Because if you have people in mind that you know garden, or you have some place, and we've touched on it before. Lady Boots is like, nobody here likes the garden. But if you're having, if you're like, look, I got extra seedlings, take them. That's what Carmen did for me last year. I was able to grow three or four different plants that I had never grown before simply because a friend put it on Facebook and said, hey, I have some extra seedlings. I'm not going to plant them. Do you want them? So I think sometimes if you keep in that mindset too, is the seed packet cost me a few dollars, or maybe you got it for free like Scott did, just grab a few extra, plant a few extra. And if you have extra and you're not putting it in your own ground, go ahead and give some to a friend because it's just going to bless them with the opportunity to grow something else. So, and, and yeah, that, Carmen. And said, you know, Brenda said earlier, there's not a lot like this in her area and she's quite a ways out of town and yeah. maybe this will spark. And I'm not, I'm not saying she's obligated to do it. I don't want to put her on the spot, but maybe this is something for Brenda to maybe spark that little bit of interest where Maybe she'll start some seedlings and start it within her small community. 
Um, or look into some other things for her community because she says they don't have stuff like that there. Maybe this well, is what she needs. There, there could be some programs here that I don't know about because I don't, you know, grow garden myself. So I haven't really checked into a lot of that. But mm-hmm. my my daughter does a, um, it's called Helping Hands uh, Foundation in the, the next town over. And they do a lot of grants to, to get the food in to, to give out to everybody in this county, you know, for when they need it. And so that, that helps a lot of them that way. But other than that, they do. Well, have, I know, Brenda, you have a pretty extensive collection of T-shirts from the YouTube channels that you love to support. <laughs> yes, Maybe I you could start a collection of seeds. <laughs> Maybe you could start a collection of seeds to help the people in your community. I, I have started saving some, but like Scott said, with from uh, Garden State Gardener, I've won several on there, so I've been been saving them up and was thinking the same thing about having a giveaway and just anybody that needs them. Start passing them out. Start blessing. Those blessings come back to you tenfold. It might hurt a little bit the first time you do it, but the blessings come back tenfold. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. So I would be excited in the future to hear what both Brenda and Scott are going to do now that we've dropped these little nuggets and everybody in the chat as well. And those listening in on our podcast, like I said, I hope this sparks an interest in everybody that they can pick up the ball and run with it. So, you know, guys, if you're enjoying the topics here on Round the Hay Bale, be sure to scan the QR code that's on the screen to download previous episodes and so much more. Uh, Also learn more about our sponsor for the Hay Bale, American Crafted Catalog, which began with one simple question. Is there a place to buy goods online from small farms and homesteads? That innocent question came from Brandy from Farm and Animals, and by the end of the day, the homesteading community was at work. The ACC believed that working together as a community gives us a louder voice in the marketplace, and they are delighted to bring you the first edition of the catalog. For more information on the American Crafted Catalog, visit the QR code on the screen. All right, guys, we are also very super excited to announce our newest sponsor, MySoilTesting.com. My Soil Soil Test Kit is a start-to-finish solution for the DIY and professional community. Their team has successfully combined predictive soil testing technologies. With an easy-to-use customer service, customer experience that assists in improving soil and plant health, while effortlessly guiding sustainable practices. Their goal is to guide users in perfecting their soil to grow the healthiest plants possible. To grab one of your own at-home soil tests, go to www.mysoiltesting.com. And use our promo code MYSOIL22 for 10% off of your kit. So, uh, I know that... um, Alicia's frozen, so she hasn't done hers yet. I'm You're frozen. soil testing. Oh, I thought you said I was frozen up on the live for YouTube, and it's like I see myself moving. Am I frozen? <laughs> yes, no, my your ground, ground is frozen. My ground is frozen, so it will be a little while before I can actually test my soil. And Monica and Lady Boots had the ice storm, 
So I'm sure their ground is not their friend right now to do the soil testing. Huh? Well, Eric has a has a unique idea. I think we are going to try to go back and get a second test. And we're going to do our first test in the garden now that we have before we put our compost and our really good, rich um, nutrients into it. So we want to test it from last season's soil. And then we are going to compare it to all the great stuff we put in. And so we want to retest in about a month and see what happens after we put all that in there. So we're going to, we're going to do two soil tests as a comparison. So I'm excited. So that's kind of the way we're going to go with ours. Oh, I have a great tip for you, Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you use our discount code, mysoil22. When you buy that other kit, you'll get a percentage off of your purchase. And it gives a little nod to round the hay bale as well. Make sure I you might do that. that. I'm going to do that. Well, I know with uh, me and Lisa both have our video out and um, I have received my results. I just haven't. I've been behind and haven't shot that video yet, but it really is. And this is not me hyping them up. It really is a simple process from start to finish. And I'd also like to show and tell people on the podcast that I have just pulled up the website. And the basic kit is right now on sale for $29.99. Order now and use our discount code. Yep. And you can get that in the QR link up there, right? You can. It's a, there's an attachment to the QR code right up there. Okay. For those listening to the podcast, we're all struggling with our uh, right Direction. Left. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is a great soil testing kit and, um, Without going into too much detail, because we will have videos on it, mysoiltesting.com assists you in what you would need to bring your numbers up when you get your test results back. Um, I'm very lucky because I have super friends like Carmen um, that I can bug and Nikki from Five Dog Farms bug in Instagram and be like, "Um, do you think this is a good option for this and this and this? But if you haven't looked it up, if you haven't watched the videos, go check it out. MySoulTesting.com. Use promo code MySoul22 for 10% off. We appreciate it here at the Hay Bale because then they show that y'all actually like us. And, you know, I just want to point out for those who are listening about this and thinking maybe they're on the fence to buy this, not only do you get the discount, but when you get the kit, it has the label postage paid already for you to send it back. You don't have to do the kit and then pay to send it back in to be analyzed. The postage is included in your kit, and all you have to do is stick that label on and send it right back. And I thought, if I'm right, I, it has the envelope and everything. Everything yep, you need everything. to send it right back. So really, it is foolproof. And in my video today, which we're going to talk about in a minute, I just want to mention, I did give a timeline on how quickly they responded. It's crazy how fast. It's crazy. It literally yeah. is crazy. Yep. We were... Find out how what we thought about it. <laughs> yes. So tune in for that. But speaking of what's going on this week, let's start with Country Mama Music on YouTube. That's me. So tonight we're going to have a special guest, Daz from down in Australia from My Aussie Garden and Kitchen. He's going to join me tonight at Country Mama Musings for our weekly 
Country Mama Quickie. For those of you who don't know what that is, that is a rapid fire 10 minute interview with our guests. And then we stick around and we chit chat about fun things. So if you want to know what's going on in the noggin of our friend down under, make sure you tune in tonight while we have this little rapid fire quickie with Daz. I'm excited. Also, on Tuesday, I have a video premiering about this great new thing that I have discovered. Uh, it's great for type 2 diabetics. It's great keto-friendly chaffles. If you've not heard of chaffles, you are in for a treat. I am loving them. So I'm going to take you step-by-step step on how to make chaffles. Trust me, you want to see this. And then on Wednesday mornings, I have a coffee chat. We go live. We just kind of sit around and I tell stories because that's what I do. And sometimes I bring up guests or we just chit chat. I do have a vet appointment this week at 930. I don't know if I'll be back at 10. I'm either going to try to change the appointment for my little Harley or I might come in a little late, but I will let everybody know on my community page. So make sure you watch for updates there. And then on Thursday, the long-awaited Instant Pot Vegetarian Option French Onion Soup video will be dropping. Uh, as you guys know, I bought 50 pounds of onions, and I have just been trying to do all kinds of stuff with them, but I made this delicious French onion soup. It's one of our family favorites, and I love that it's a very a vegetarian option. So you might want it, but you could put other stuff in it if you don't want it to be vegetarian. That's why it's so flexible, like me. And then, uh, like I said earlier, part of our homesteading thing is sometimes getting off the homestead. So my husband, Papa Jim, and I, we are doing a pinata stuffing every Saturday. We go live 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Central Standard Time. We spin carnival wheels. We have fun. And we are stuffing that pinata full of money. And at the end of 26 weeks, we're going to bust that pinata open and see where we get to go on a fun vacation. Will we end up? In the neighborhood of Lisa over at Yogi Hollow Farm, it is yet to be seen. Also, kind of stick around because we have a mascot. We're going to be having a little contest to name our mascot that will be going on all of our travels with us. And that has to do with our pinata stuffing trip. So stay tuned for those. We're going to have a fun week coming up. All righty. And this week at Ormsby Farms, I'm really excited because the video that comes out today, we actually were prepping our orchard at our new farm. Um, and we are pruning grapevines and we are pruning uh, fruit trees. Um, it, uh, I just learned recently how to do all of this and definitely tune in. There are a lot of great videos that I talk about in this video. Um, and this is the time now to start pruning and getting ready for the new growth. And then our Tuesday Live, as always, we have our season three of Being Casey, my family's reality show. Um, that is going to be airing Tuesday at 7 p.m. And of course, like every week, I have the trailer that I will be um, posting now. Monday nights are gonna get familiar. And then it hit. Um, coronavirus hit and it completely shut down the states. Back in March, right after we finished season two, we got the catastrophic news about the pandemic. Um, and finding my spiritual relationship with God, I think that's the most important thing that I've gained from this pandemic. I remember her telling me, Tamara, I am so sick. I've never felt this sick before. 
and you can't get this. You cannot get this. It was weird because we're such a close-knit cast um, that we didn't know how it was going to go, how shooting was going to go, and entertaining as our seasons have been before. Being Casey Season 3 returns to YouTube February 2022. So, yes, that is airing uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. That is our final season before we are going to put out a poll um, on whether everyone who watches would like to see a season four of Being Casey and also a poll on who they would like to see guest star. And hint, hint, it may be my fabulous co-host here at the Hay Bale. So make sure you check out the poll that will come out next week. Um, on Wednesday, we are doing a video on transplanting our herbs and flowers. If you've been watching us um, for a while, you know that I started my herbs and my cut flowers that I'll be selling at farmer's markets maybe about a month ago, and it's time to transplant them into these plastic cups that you see on the screen. Um, and we'll, we're doing that Wednesday. And then I've joined in on a lot of air fryer uh, collaborations. Uh, Y'all know I'm the Air Fryer Queen. And uh, on Friday, I am doing a Super Bowl snack collab um, where I am doing some Air Fryer Buffalo Chicken Mac and Cheese Egg Rolls. Um, they are fat-free. Just kidding. Um, but they are so delicious. And then on Saturday, I joined in from Prepper Potpourri's Air Fryer February, and I am doing a Valentine's dinner. So five recipes, Three courses, one hour, one air fryer. You won't want to miss this video. It is so easy to cook a full dinner last minute in the air fryer. So tune into that. So now I'm going to pass it off to my twinsy, Lady Boots. All right, guys. So um, this is our Monday night live at five sit and chat that we're going to have tonight at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, it'll run for a couple of hours, usually, unless y'all keep talking, and we'll keep talking with you. Um, so we've got uh, some things we want to talk about tonight. No big deal. Just see what's going on for the week. And go ahead. And then Wednesday night, Stephen, my husband, Mr. Boots, is going to have his help desk live at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, Central Standard Time. And that is going to be featuring... Um, you guys wanting to learn about Filmora, how to edit videos. Um, you know, you can use those for YouTube. You can use them for Instagram. You can use them for anything like that. Um, and he'll take questions and uh, walk step-by-step step on the basics of using Filmora. We have a, the free one and we also have the pro one so we can show you guys the, different in, the difference in the two. And I've, I do have a recipe video coming out this week. I have not made a thumbnail yet for, so that'll be coming out probably Wednesday. And then on Friday, I'll be, uh, I should be putting up my Air Fryer Friday video that I've got to see what you guys might want to see cooked in an air fryer. So be watching for either a poll on YouTube and probably even on Instagram, giving me some ideas of some things that you guys would like to see. I've got a list of stuff, but I'm always interested in providing you guys with what you would want to um, 
to learn about. So be watching for those to come out. And that is our week. And also we will be dancing Friday, um, Saturday night live. Um, and that'll be, that'll be the best band that, you know, in our opinion, it is around here. So it'll be a, a big fun night. And that'll be Saturday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Central. All right, y'all. So I already have posted on our channel that our soil test results, we were pretty excited to get these back. We laid out the timeline, like I said, and we also talk about if we were satisfied with the My Soil soil test kit. So definitely check that out. On Tuesday, I will be on Mountain Grandma's channel for our weekly 7F series on goal setting. So please join us on Mountain Grandma's channel. We will be talking about goal setting and we will also be having special guests this week as well. As usual, we will be posting our Homesteading Hacks, which is a new series of shorts for tips and tricks. And if you have any uh, hacks that you'd like to share with us and you'd like us to post, just leave a comment, let us know. And then on Friday, we will be releasing our video. Uh, we did release that our mini bok choy came up in 24 hours. So we were very excited. And what we will be doing is up potting the seedlings from this, the rock wool to the jars, um, which is the hydroponic system. So come join us for that. And then Friday night, um, if you were at our live the last Friday, don't miss this Friday. <laughs> we had a blast. So come join us for the fun on Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And finally, um, over on my channel, Bland's Promised Land Ranch, we are going to have a video drop this week about a calf down this was a calf that actually was tended to at the end of last year. He was a little wormy. And so we went over and wrangled him up. Well, we got a phone call last week and he was down. And according to the lady um, that is his owner, he was stuck in the pond um, on the edge of the mud. Um, so my two middle boys and I went over and we had to work on getting him up and moving and figure out how we could help. So we're going to release a video on that this week and give you an update on how he's doing. And this week, we are not having our normal Thursday Night Live like we normally do because it is birthday week on the ranch. Three birthdays in three days, and we are celebrating. I have a 12-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a 10-year-old coming up this week, and I am super excited. It is a busy week with a large family. We make every single day, every single birthday super special. So Thursday will be all about my 12-year-old. So from morning to night, it's all about him. So so we may pop on a quick live or somewhere on Instagram and give you a little update and show you how our day's going, but no Thursday night live. So make sure you come back and check out next week. But you can, I was muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say we all have busy weeks coming up, don't we? It's great. So guys, make sure that you check out the QR code up in the corner. You'll get links to all of our channels so you can join us for these events. Make sure if you're not subscribed to the channels that you subscribe, give them a thumbs up and click the notification bell so you know when we're putting more videos out. And be sure to catch up each week on all the previous episodes uh, on Apple Podcast, 
Google Podcast, and Spotify. And next week on the Hay Bale, it's Valentine's Day. And here at the Hay Bale, we are talking about things that we love. And one of those things is animals. Of course, we talk about animals all the time. And we have a special interview with Casey from War Angels Farms to talk more about her organization and rescuing farm animals and more. And of course, we can never have too many Casey's at the hay bale. Right? We'll have three that week. <laughs> Alrighty, friends. Thanks again for stopping by the hay bale. We appreciate you being here. Thanks again to Brenda and Scott for joining us. Be sure to press the thumbs up and subscribe to join us every week. Bye, bye y'all. We'll bye. see you later. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. There's hey, y'all. Hey. There's hey, y'all. Hey. There's hey, y'all. Hey.